Hi everyone, welcome to Speak Up Malaysia podcast. I will be your host for today. My name is Pavitra Ragunathan from Speak Up Sabah in University of Malaysia, Sabah. And joining me today are few guests. Our first guest is Mr. Nick. Who is- the education in my own perspective, I think it would be something that is very essential for everyone to have nowadays. And personally, I think education, since I mentioned it, it's very important. So I think no one should uh, be excluded from getting it as it is very essential. And education, the term itself is very close to me. And I personally believe that uh, it is very important to everyone to have education. And I think only by getting education, someone can, uh, it helps someone to change their social status and it could also help themselves in the future. Like me, myself, I could say that, uh, speaking from my experience, I could say that I am an ambitious person. I have always wanted to uh, upgrade myself by getting uh, getting myself enrolled in education. So therefore now I, I am currently taking my bachelor degree. One of the reasons is of course to get uh, to acquire more knowledge. And apart from that is just for me to, uh, so that it could have me in the future in order to get a better job. So yeah, as we all know, education is also something that is, uh, I could say a process to acquire knowledge, skills, and yeah, knowledge just, uh, Chek Guyong also mentioned just now. And when we talk about education, I think it's also very much related to uh, the gaining knowledge process. So yeah, I think as I mentioned earlier, it is very essential for everyone to at least to have educations nowadays so that uh, someone can be more educated. Yeah, I think that's how I define education. Wow, thanks, Kama. You know, I really like the term you use. Education is like to upgrade your social status. It's like really very wonderful term you used. And you said that education is like really very important in terms to upgrade your uh, social status. I really like I really love like that term so much. Okay, um, going back to Shalini, uh, Shantini, sorry. Would you like to share about education? What, uh, in your opinion, what does education mean to you? The delivery of knowledge, skills, and information to attain a good attitude that enables a person to perceive accurately, think clearly, and act effectively according to self-selected goals, regardless of age or the level of schooling. Thank you, Shantini. You know, um, since I have heard a lot of opinions on education, Mr. Nick has told that learning, education is something about learning, while Kamal is told that upgrade social status. And Shantini has given a lot of opinion on education, which is also a self-goal, um, you know, attaining a self-goal. So we have seen like education is a large scope and we have a lot of definition to describe it. Moving on to the next question to our speaker, Mr. Nick. What do you think about education in rural areas in Malaysia based on your past experience? Right. Thank you, Pavitra, uh, for allowing me to answer this question. Um, I think this resonated, uh, resonated me quite, uh, quite the most because previously I was working in uh, one of the schools in an island in Selangor. So uh, I was also one of the teaching volunteers in Teach for Malaysia. I'm not sure whether you guys have heard it before or not. Yeah. So uh, being myself working in an island, Instead of a uh, 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 town school, I would say, right? The I think the the most difference is actually their mindset. So the students in 
in the island, basically, I would just say they, they maybe they prioritize different things, uh, especially in financial stuff. So um, most of them, they are villagers, they are fishermen, and they used to help their parents in supporting their financial status. And that's also how they actually neglect their education. Most of them skip schools. Um, it's really sad. Um, we have been trying to contact their parents. Their parents have been working very, very hard to persuade their children to actually be back to school for studies. Because I think that's the, par the, the parents actually, they do know the importance of having a quality education to actually get their life a better one, like what Kamal said earlier, to increase or improve their social status. But can't, can't, it's undeniable that the students, they can't really think that far because like if I were a student, basically I would just be working as well because money is something that I can see very quickly and it's right in front of my eyes. It's, it's like a very struggling moment where you, you have been trying very, very hard to understand themselves, to be in their shoes, trying to understand where do they come from. But still, you know, as an educator, the, your job is basically to persuade them to be back to school, to receive a, quality, a good quality education. But at the same time, you can't really force them because that's not their will. Yeah. So I think one of the most significant differences that I can see, because uh, I'm currently working in a town, yeah, the most significant difference I would say is the mindset, uh, basically. The mindset, not that they can't see, maybe they can see, but they just can't feel how important is it. The education, especially when they are still in secondary school. All right, thank you, Mr. Nick. As Mr. Nick said, he was a volunteer for Teach for Malaysia. That was a wonderful, you know, it was like new for me. Uh, could you just like tell us more about the experience as the volunteer for that program? Yeah, sure. So basically, Teach for Malaysia, this organization, their major aim is actually to get rid of education inequity. That is why we were posted in those uh, rural areas or underprivileged areas, right? And based on my one year experience working there, I would say it is a roller coaster journey. Like it's some, one day you'll be very, very happy because the students were so supportive in your classes. They have been trying to uh, answer your questions, even though they don't really understand what you're trying to say. Like, for instance, uh, I was teaching English last year and I would say their standard of understanding English is really, really poor compared to the same age of uh, children. So they actually, they were trying to understand you by uh, guessing your uh, expressions, the words that you have been using and all those stuff. And it's, it's really a good sign for you to actually uh, feel appreciated. La. Like they, uh, they, they will just be answering like, oh, teacher, I macam tau, tapi can I just guess? La? Yeah. So even though it's, it's, uh, it was a wrong answer, it's not, or maybe it's not an appropriate answer, but we still really, we felt really happy because they have been trying so hard just to understand. But also again, we human, right? We have emotions. So sometimes the first day you'll be, you'll be feeling so happy, but another day you'll just be very moody. You've been trying to talk to them. Hey, hi, are you okay? Hey, teacher, don't care. Lah. Don't care me. Lah. I want to sleep. Yeah, that's basically the most responses that we have been gotten since the one-year journey. Lah. So it's like, uh, sometimes you just ask yourself, like, am I worth to be here? Because my aim is just to try to change your mind, but instead you are like changing my mind not to teach you. So... It's quite challenging uh, from my perspective because in my opinion, for me, I think I'm quite an emotional person. So, uh, of course, we can't really show our emotion to the students uh, because the students may be affected as well. So, what I would be doing is just to depress myself a little bit in class. But once I was out of the class, I would just be talking to my colleague to, to let them understand my point and also probably just to receive some opinions from different perspectives. Well, thanks, Mr. Nick. As Mr. Nick said that Teach for Malaysia is basically to provide equal education, especially in rural areas. And as you said, that students in rural areas, their priority is on financial status. 
like basically they want to lesser their parents burden right so like um, how did you like manage to attract students to stress on the importance of education okay um probably i'll just be telling you guys about my experience instead there was one time when i was teaching english and i was actually trying to set up a market a virtual market in their classroom just to ask them to promote whatever they are selling like uh, sorted fish and their their stuff lah basically So uh, there was a student who had been trying to tell me like teacher teacher go and buy this, but instead of speaking in English, he was speaking in Chinese. And during that time, I was I set myself as a tourist lah. So I just bought bodoja like, eh, huh? Apa you check out ah? But in English because I I was teaching English. Then uh, he has been trying so hard until the end actually he cried <laughs> because he has been trying so hard to promote his stuff but he couldn't simply because of the barrier in the language usage. So till the end, the moral that I actually told them is that that's how important is actually English for you. So you may be having a very good uh, interpersonal skills, your communicating skills, your marketing skills, and all those stuff. But let's say without a proper communication platform, you can't actually deliver what you are expecting, right? So at the end, he accepted this, but uh, I'm not sure whether how's his performance now. But I do believe that he has been performing lah, yeah. Because right after that particular experience, I can see that his expression is like memang top form. Although he can't really understand as usual, but yeah, he did. He did his best. Thank you, Mr. Nick. So, like, I can actually imagine your experience in terms of helping the students and your difficulties. You know, when you are helping them, so I can actually imagine how it how your experience was. Okay, let's move on to the next question. During this pandemic COVID nineteen situation, how does it affect the students in both rural and urban areas? So, can we hear it from Shantini? So uh, this COVID-19 has made a huge impact, both positively and negatively. So in terms of positive outcome through this pandemic, the one thing that comes to my mind is the integration of technologies into education system. So education and technologies always come together, but with this pandemic, it took a new level. Although this can be seen as a forced transition, at the time it was the only feasible solution. On the other hand, in the urban areas, household environments have have a significant impact on students' mental health. Some adolescents will have no choice but often bear the burden of their parents' financial hardships and frustration arising from this pandemic. Treated by their parents as an outlet for anger and emotional strain, so it is no surprise that children within such households are likely to develop mental health problems if we look at our uh, rural areas the disparity of internet coverage in our country can be seen when there is little or no internet access at rural areas the students at rural areas are struggling to attend their online classes especially during this pandemic as their parents could not afford to buy online learning tools this limits their extent of knowledge that the students can learn relating to that i read an article where a student had to climb a tree to get a proper network coverage during online class for example online learning has evolved to a certain extent where students are expected to contribute as well in the learning process such as presentations the students also will have a difficulty in attending their exams virtually which results in improper evaluation so that is what happens in rural and urban areas 
Thank you, Shantini. So basically, you said that it has given the pros and cons, right? So the use of technology in education system is one of the uh, positive effects that gives students, especially like when they think create, uh, creatively to do presentation and all that. And then you talked about the, uh, the they face pressure such as no internet access, lack of learning materials and tools. Like, uh, can you explain me about this? You know, students like, they also help their parents, especially, you know, during this COVID-19 time, they are actually paying less attention to their education. Do you agree with that? I agree because students have more priority. I think they are because of the financial need for them to buy devices. I had heard that uh, there was a student where he had to do his business in Shopee to buy a phone, smartphone for him to attend an online class. Right. Thank you, Shantini. So like we can see that, you know, although it has positive, but it has a lot of negative, you know, effect on students. So can we hear from Mr. Nick? Like maybe he has a different opinion on this? Yeah. Um, basically, I think I'll just uh, be topping up on the some elaboration regarding what Shantini had uh, mentioned earlier, because I think in rural areas, especially, we can see this, the accessibility about uh, the internet connectivity. It's really like huge difference compared to urban areas. So I would say that this situation is like a two extreme poles where in rural areas, there's very, very limited uh, accessibility or even as what Shantini has said earlier, there's no accessibility. But on another hand, on uh, urban area, basically the accessibility is beyond our imagination, right? It's too much accessibility until when like, as of now, actually I'm a Guru Ganti in one of the primary schools in urban areas. So, what situation am I facing currently? It's students have been trying to answer you, but basically their parents will just be calling us like, teacher, can you ask them to open their camera? Because while we are teaching, they're actually looking for YouTube videos, la, uh, carhood, play games, la, blue kid, la, everything. Yeah, so I, I resonate from what Shantini has said earlier. It's super, super relatable regarding the internet connectivity, where from our end, we, we would say that this is a very good chance for us to actually enhance our skills in terms of uh, creativity or to play around with the technology stuff. But for the children, because probably they don't have such a maturity to handle this technology, so they'll just be using on all out, basically. They'll just be all out until there was one time the parents have to, they were forced to actually install a CCTV right in front of the student's laptop just to monitor them while the parents were working. For me, it's right, like really very pitiful for the children because they are they, just be trying to enjoy themselves. But from the parents' perspective, they would think that this is something distract them from studying. Yeah. So this is from the technology stuff. From the financial stuff, yes, of course, like uh, what Shantini said, it's, I would say it's, it's true, right? Because I've been working in rural and urban areas, I can see like, how financial plays a role in uh, balancing the education part, especially when the children were actually uh, forced directly or indirectly to actually assist in terms of financial part, right? Because the parents, they have no choice but to actually buy them some devices, especially for those who have a bigger family members, like you have four or five siblings, where they actually, they need to have online classes at the same time. But without one single device, there's no possible for, for this to actually happen. So... I, I do also encounter some conditions where the parents will just be calling us and just keep apologizing because they can't really spend so much money on buying the devices and ask all the children to have online classes together. 
So one of the alternatives for us to actually go through is just to assign our homework in Google Classroom and just to ensure that the children actually access it and just turn in their work. Let's say if there's anything, we'll just be communicating them virtually, maybe offline mode, WhatsApp, or even just to call them. Yeah. So I think that's how struggle it is on this current situation. I see. Uh, so it's like you say that rural areas got less accessibility and urban areas got too much accessibility, right? So that when they when urban areas got too much of accessibility, teachers get too confused whether the students are focusing or not. Because I was also a part-time tutor. Uh, I also tutored them virtually. Sometimes the students just off their camp and I did, I don't even know whether they are doing their work. When they are handing in their work, right, all of these are empty. I mean, like, I really pity the parents because, like, they are actually paying and the students are not focusing. So, like, you know, one of these is the problem is that too much accessibility, like, they are not focusing on what the teacher is teaching, actually. And then the internet connectivity is the main challenge for both students and parents because it's like they have, they all, it's the major problem that cannot be solved very easily because the internet connectivity is like depends on the area that they are living. And then learning materials, as you said, lack of devices, you know, it's like you can see in many houses there, the siblings maybe like, maybe like three to four, but the dividers are only two and there'll be like fight among siblings. And then teachers are really doing a lot of, uh, you know, ways uh, to overcome this lack of learning materials problem. Like, as you said, you know, they give, uh, they assign homeworks to turn in in Google Classroom and all that. I think that is one of the best ways to solve this problem. Thank you, Mr. Nick and Shantini for your opinion. All right, Kamal, uh, I would like to ask your opinion. Come on, based on your experience in Speak Up Sabah, how is COVID-19 affect students in this project? Okay, thank you so much, Pavitra, for the question just now. Well, yeah, if you ask me, I think also speaking from my own experience as one of the OSIS uh, organizing committee in Speak Up Sabah. So, yeah, I've been uh, in Speak Up Sabah for two projects now. I joined Speak Up Sabah 5.0 and also uh, just recently we ended our Speak Up Sabah 6.0 project. So, yeah, regarding to your questions, I'm pretty sure with what is happening right now due to COVID-19 pandemic, everyone is just affected by this uh, new normal, this new circumstance. And of course, uh, it is undeniable that our education system has been greatly affected by these situations. As you know, like we really witnessed a sudden changes where everyone, of, especially the students, is now is adapting with ODL the uh, online distance learning. And when we talk about this matter, I think uh, we are actually talking about the students who actually become the victim as the students are gradually affected more in these situations. And yeah, about this, I think I, I also have to admit that it is somehow true because I myself a student and I can see that COVID-19 is really affecting everyone, especially the students in terms of the educations. And for the project, uh, for like for these past two projects, we were like collaborating with Saint Michael SMSM, one of the schools in Sabah. So I can see that uh, some of the students uh, also have a hard time coping with our online uh, project, our our virtual project. And throughout the project, uh, we can actually see that uh, there are a few students who have bad internet connection, especially, you know, like when it's raining, most of the time it's raining in Sabah. It actually like 
makes the students kind of hard to join the meeting, the uh, the project, and some also the students are quite unfortunate unfortunate to uh, not be able to have like the own laptop to join the meeting. So like this situation like really proves that not every student is fortunate to have that uh, reliable access and some of the students are really struggling hard to cope with this situation with what is happening right now with COVID-19. Uh, but yeah, we can conclude that every student now, especially with our students in our project, really struggle hard and really try their best to participate uh, in our virtual project. And uh, yeah, thank God, I think uh, with these situations, despite of this pandemic, nevertheless, I could say that our students uh, throughout this project, uh, they still managed to join our virtual project fully from the very beginning till, our, till the end of this project. And if I were to compare the situations between the SMSM students and also maybe like some of other students from other parts in Sabah, I could say that uh, still SMSM students have better access to online learning uh, compared to some other students who are less fortunate in terms of this, in terms of coping with this pandemic, yeah, I could say. So I think that was... Uh, pretty much my not so long experience with this project in Speak Up Sabah. Thank you so much, Kamal. I said that, you know, although they have a lot of challenges, actually the students like managed to collaborate and give us the, their full support, you know, throughout this project. As you said that, you know, um, they have a lot of difficulties, but they managed to do all the Speak Up challenges, competitions and all that. So, um, as you said, yeah, uh, as you said, on based on your experience, right? Uh, what would you like to suggest them, like those who have a lot of problems, you know, during this activity? What would you suggest them in terms of the uh, access, internet access? Ah, uh, yeah, in terms of internet access, uh, I mean, like you know, some of them like lack of devices. Some of them like couldn't join us oh. anyhow and all that. Yeah, so I think it's more like the suggestions lah to have the students. I think. Yeah, it always goes back to the government, I could say. Like, government, like, really plays a vital role in coping with this matter. Not just government, but everyone is just hold the responsibility to uh, to cope with this situation. But, yeah, government is, like, the, the roots of the every matter. So, I think with this situation especially with reducing the education gap and also with coping with everything that, that is going on with this new way of learning. I think government should really come up with something, something that is very holistic uh, in, terms of, uh, in terms of coping with this issue. So like in my opinion, uh, the government like really should strengthen and focus more uh, on this online learning since, you know, like most of the schools really close down and the students still need to join the online classes, just like the virtual uh, program that we run just now for the Street of Sabah. So therefore, I think uh, it is very important for the government to give equal access to, uh, in terms of the internet, in terms of the basic necessities for all of the students, especially those who are in the rural areas and especially those who are uh, less fortunate, who, who do not, who couldn't afford like basic uh, laptops or maybe smartphones, 
So maybe the government through its ministry uh, should distribute the those things that I've mentioned just now. And last but not least, in my opinion, this one is quite important. I think in terms of the rural area, they should like build more like communication towards uh, towers just to give more access in terms of the internet, so that they can like provide more connections, so that the students can join the online class. Thank you so much, Kamal. I said that government like you know plays a major role in this particular issue. So can we like hear it from Mr. Nick? Is there any other suggestion to help the students who are facing lack of connectivity, you know, lack of devices and lack of accessibility towards the internet? So do you would, uh, would you like to give any suggestion to help the students? Yeah, definitely. Certainly, I think on the internet accessibility and especially internet accessibility, I would say, uh, it's really hard for us to like lend a hand because the policies are there. You can't really change the policy until the policymaker actually does their role, right? Like what Kama said earlier, the government actually is the root of uh, playing, they are actually playing the major roles lah, in sustaining everything to ensure that this thing can be run very smoothly. Um, definitely, I think this pandemic, even though like our Menteri uh, Kesihatan, uh, right? Uh, he, he, did, he did mention that maybe like not next month, we are no longer be in the pandemic situation. But I would say that based on our experience, um, the running virtual events, especially online classes, is definitely something that we are looking forward to because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be seeing like students be back to school entirely, even though the policies are there because, uh, even though the policies are there, but I don't think the parents, like whole parents, they will be very, very confident in sending their children back to the school because school basically is just a very big community, right? So um, looking at this uh, situation, I think currently the community has been uh, giving a great help in like uh, contributing like free devices and like setting up their fundraising just, beca uh, just because they want to be ensure that the children, especially in the rural areas, they, they are actually uh, being privileged to, to have all this to continue their education. Right. So on our side here, uh, basically because I, I'm also one of the volunteers in Central Ambulance Malaysia, where uh, we actually, uh, in collaboration of, uh, with the national headquarters, actually this month onwards, uh, we started to run some fundraising and also some uh, food bank related programs. Now. So in, I think besides of food bank related programs, um, some NGOs or maybe non-profitable organizations, they can actually look into this perspective where um, fundraising regarding electronic devices is also something very uh, highly needed for this particular group of students like, because maybe due to their financial status, uh, they can't really afford to buy by themselves. Yeah. Um, so this is regarding like te technical stuff, like, but I would say from an educa uh, educator perspective, their mindset is much more important than this because let's say if you are given so much uh, privileges, you have been given a lot of devices, your internet is fully supported uh, in your area, but you are not prepared to actually uh, be involved fully, participate fully in virtual setting, then I would say that this is, all, everything is just like a waste lah, because everything has been given to you. You are so privileged to have everything, but you just take it for granted. You say like, okay, maybe today my mood is good. I just go for my classes. Today my mood is not good. I'm just going to off everything. My teacher called me for hundred times also. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Chigu. Right. So this is regarding like mindset problem, which I personally 
would really, really emphasize on this, especially to my students. Like two days ago, I just like not really scolded them, but just to like give them some pep talk lah, because their performance, their attendance, especially in World Classroom is really low. And I can't really stand it. It's like the, the particular students from ever since from July until now, he, he or she only attended like two times where the particular class, actually, we have three classes per week. So it's like out of 20 times, you only attended three times. And actually, this particular uh, student is, is uh, born in like quite a wealthy family. Lah. So I, I can't really see the connection in between. You don't have the accessibility in your technology where it causes you not to be able to attend your world classroom and all those stuff. So again, it's about your exploration and also your self-preparedness in terms of your emotional uh, part. You as a student, you have to actually play a role. Of course, teachers, we do play a, uh, our role. And I do believe that most of the teachers here in Malaysia, they have been really trying their heart because definitely this situation is something very, very new to us as well. We have not encountered this situation regardless you are a child or you are an educator or you are a pegawai, pengara or whatever or whoever. Right? So we have been adapt adapting in this situation like for this is our second year already. So moving on to third year, I would definitely see some, something more amazing is going to happen. But of course, this cannot be accomplished without the cooperation from every single party. Lah. The parent side, PIPG, students, of course, I would say the student itself. Lah. So basically, that's my point. Uh, thanks, Mr. Nick, because it was like such an insightful sharing that all parties should play a major role, you know, in like overcoming all these problems. Uh, Shantini, we would like to hear from you as well. So, is there any suggestion to help the students? Yeah, sure. Uh, Vaitra, thanks for the question. Um, in terms of uh, internet connectivity, internet coverage, I could not agree more with Kamal and Nick. Um, because the government has the responsibility, is the root cause for the internet coverage. They are responsible for giving uh, equal uh, connection, internet connection for the students. And besides that, the NGO also, uh, they, are, they are doing their best to fundraise uh, electronic devices for the students. And uh, besides that, for the students having mental health issues, we can help the students by giving mental support. The students having mental support, uh, mental health concerns uh, should seek the help of organization that specializes in mental health. For an example, Mercy Malaysia, which provides psychological support during COVID-19, which is uh, very important for the students to know. Thank you, Shantini. So as all our speakers mentioned today, that government should provide learning materials, you know, like data, data plan, provide free devices, give more access to internet, especially to the students in rural areas. And then they also mentioned about NGO. Uh, like they are doing fundraising, is one of the best ideas to help the students in rural areas, like providing some free devices so that they can overcome the problem. I mean, they can overcome lack of deep um, learning materials problem. Motivation and mental support for students is really needed, you know, uh, needed for all students. It doesn't, it doesn't like, uh, how to say, like, not only necessary for uh, higher school students. It also needed for primary school students and also, you know, tertiary education students. So as we see, 
to all the listeners right now. I hope you gain a lot of knowledge about education in both urban and rural areas, the importance of education, uh, the effects on students during COVID-19 pandemic and the ways to overcome it. Our speakers have suggested a lot of suggestions on these particular problems. In my opinion, I think everyone should be concerned about education as it is very important to each and everyone. Education is the weapon to upgrade one's social status. School authorities, especially teachers, students, and parents should also help each other during the virtual education due to the pandemic, not also to forget about the government and NGOs. They are also doing their best to provide a better and equal education for students in both rural and urban areas. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. And thank you for joining us today, Mr. Nick, Kamal, and Shantini. This is Pick Up Malaysia podcast for education gap in rural areas. Signing off. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. See you guys.